Hello, this is Michael, and welcome to the Dreadcore. Okay, so for this month's uh, Rules and Tactics section, we decided we would take a look at the Lords of War available to Legionius Astartes. Now, we know that using the Panoply of War and Engine of Destruction rules, you get a lot more choices. But for this episode, we're just going to cover the choices in the Legionis Astartes list. We'll probably do Penelope. Penelope? 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 I can't pronounce words. Penelope. Penelope of War and Engine of Destruction in another episode. So we'll start off. You say tomato, I say tomato. Monopoly pitched up. Lady, yeah. Yeah. So we'll start off with a good old um, Fellblade, which is an old one in the fluff. Um, it first appeared in the Horus Heresy collectible card game back in 2005. So I think both me and Graham own one of these, yeah? Yep. Yep. 13 Barrels of Hell it's referred to. Um, it's got a turret mounted twin linked accelerator auto uh, accelerator cannon. There's an auto cannon there, but um, and it's got a hundred inch range and it fires one or two ammo types. You've got a high explosive shell, which are strength eight, AP three, ordnance one, seven inch blast, and you've got armor piercing rounds, which are a strength nine, AP two, heavy one, three inch blast with armor bane. Plus, you also get two quadlast cannons a twin-linked heavy bolter, and a demolisher cannon. So, as I said, 13 barrels of hell. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So so what do you think of this one, Graham and Graham? I think this, I think this is the best-looking, and we have, we'll have this discussion, but I genuinely think this is the best-looking Super Heavy you can get. Um, I think it looks the part. It's got that kind of Sakaran look about it, which I like. Um, and when you line it up with some Sakarans, you can really see it, and it looks like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be a fell blade. <laughs> yeah um but i really like this tank and it's it's not it's not super powerful um it hasn't got the sort of um trickery of the glaive or the potential instant um destruction of the of the falchion the other fell blade t- um kind of variant but it's got a lot of things going on you know it's got the demolisher cannon which is really useful and people forget about it it's got you know Twin link heavy bolter. It's got the cos as well as this um, accelerator cannon, which is really good. Um, the only thing I would say is, uh, is it twin linked? Which? Oh yeah, twin linked. You know what? I've had it. Yeah, the accelerator, accelerator cannon. cannon is twin linked. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize it was twin linked. Um, I've been using it for ages, but uh, I I like this tank a lot because it's um, it's a good super heavy to bring because it's not overpowered. I don't think. I mean, it's got twelve hole points, so it kind of it sticks around for a long time. Um, but very rarely does it dominate a game for the points. So, yes, it's a great-looking tank. Would I choose it above all other super heavies, other than for aesthetic reasons? Probably not. In a, although I use it a lot, I would probably say no. But, yeah, it's been useful for me. I mean, the good thing about it is the, the, the two mechanisms of fire. One of them is very good against, um, you know, your normal marine equivalents. And the other one is actually really good against um, Spartans, but you've got to take a bit of a hit with it. So if you're firing your armor-piercing rounds, which are, as we said, strength 9, AP 2, you'd just think that'd be AP 1. It'd be so much better if they're AP 1. Anyway, heavy one blast with I mean, Also the fact that if it wasn't a blast, I mean, if it was... Because yeah. exactly. you, know, you still run that risk of it scattering off what you want. 
You did. If they were, you know, if there was if there was AP two and it was just you know point and click sort of thing. Yeah, because no, I mean, the thing and then is, they've got the whole flare shield issue with exactly. Spartans. So if it's a blast, you're going to take that down to strength seven. Yeah, you're shooting the flare shield. So you've got armor bane. So you've got two dice, and the average is probably going to be you know a rolling two dice is usually seven. So you, you could just about glance on average, which you know, isn't quite so cool. So I think it needed a little bit more anti-tank in that regard. Either, like you say, AP1 or not being blast would have been a good um, yeah. and just one shot. Because the reality is a three-inch blast, there's very few times where you're going to get two tanks with a three-inch blast yeah. unless somebody's really kind of bunched up their army together. Yeah. So it's, you know, you're not going to use it to destroy troops because you're going to do that with... Um, the bigger blast, unless it's Terminators, of course, I suppose. But yeah, I think that the gun's not great, um, but it does look fantastic. And when they're painted, they look brilliant, I think. Really good. Yeah. So yeah, not a bad choice at all, because it is an all-rounder, but would I go for it? Given that the other choice is there, not necessarily. Okay. So then we move on to the Glaive, um, which is a tank from Epic. Um, and this was the Space Marine equivalent to a Bane Blade. So it basically was a Bane Blade. But in Heresy, it's a lot different. So it's the same chassis of a Vell Blade, but it loses the Demolish Cannon and the Accelerator Cannon, but it gets a Volkite Carronade. Now that fires a beam straight up the board to a distance of 48 uh, inches. You don't have to roll to hit. It just yes. automatically hits everything. Straight line. Straight line. Straight line. One inch wide. One inch wide. And that is, Which, um, and the beam is strength eight AP two with deflagrate and haywire plus ignores covers and it hits and wounds everything underneath it, friend or foe, and even hits the occupants of transports, giving them D six, uh, strength four hits, deflagrate hits. And the only thing that stops your beam is other super heavies gargantuan creatures or buildings but they take one plus d3 hits for their trouble yeah yeah I think as a as a as a thing that's cool it is a cool thing i just love that idea of that tank just going laser beam and all you know it's not got a massive range it's an more tomb well Ooh. yeah that's true but sort of death star sort of noise isn't that I suppose yeah but i mean at company um, of legends last year Jens from Northern Heresy brought one, and it took out half of his opponent's army in turn one, you know, including causing a tank to explode, which made another tank explode that then made a third tank explode. Wow. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, that's it. it once all the, you know, literally all the opponent's ducks line up, you can cause, um, yeah, I mean, a real bother. Great, it should be a great tank to infiltrate with. Sorry, to, to um, outflank with, wouldn't it? Because you could just yeah. come on the side, but. I mean, I think it is a good tank. It it's, a, it's a powerful tank. This, um, it's got, don't forget, it's got twelve hole points as well, so yeah. it's it's going to hang around, and it's got the quadlas cannons, so it's a, it's a yeah. good thing. I mean, it's super effective, um, really difficult to deal with, particularly even with the Terminator army, because you know you're going to get hit by strength eight, AP two, and not that many things have got. Um, Eternal Warrior, for example, so against two wound Terminators like Fire Drakes, it's going to make a mess of them as well. Um, and it doesn't stop, does it? That 48, you know, keeps going until it reaches until the end of 40 inches. inches. Yeah. So you have to know how to deal with these. And I think I've seen these being terribly effective when people don't know how to counter them. And the, count, the, only, the only counter you can do is to spread the hell out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I came across one games event uh, was it last year? Yeah, it might be last year. And there were there were quite a few of them at that event actually. I think it was about three of them. And uh, I had my fell blade with me, so and this thing was causing merry bother. So I just basically drove my fell blade at it and just <laughs> just just blocked its shots with the fell blade. You know, using the fell blade to basically tank the hits from this thing. So um, I think if I was going to face armored breakthrough, this would be the you know if I was going to, I would this is the one I would take. It'd be great for dealing with armor breakthrough lists. Um, because you know, you'd have to be really careful in your how you're deploying your army because generally speaking with armor breakthrough, you don't move it too much. Um, mm. you know, you tend to kind of stick it back and shoot with it. And of course that's gonna play right into your opponent's hands if they've got a glaive. So you have to then start moving stuff, which puts them in the charge <laughs> yeah. ranges of things. So it's a great tank. I think it's it's got a bit of a reputation now though. It's it's one of these that's got that um People look at them and sort of roll their eyes a little bit. Um, we'll come on to the, the the main tank that causes that effect, but I think it is, um, you know, it's it's anything that ultimately you don't get a chance to save against. So it ignores cover, for example. Um, people get a bit funny about. So it can make a proper mess of armies if you get it right. But I think yeah. it's one of those things where it's not so much the tank; it's about knowing how to deal with the tank. Yeah, I've yeah. got one of them, and I'm taking it to London. I know you are, so expect some eye rolling. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so over to the um, Falchion, which is another model from Epic, which it was the equivalent to the Shadow Stored with a twin-linked uh, volcano cannon, which it still has. So, yes. but it's not turreted; it's hull-mounted, so it can only hit what's in front of it. But it's a Titan killer. Yeah, and I, I don't like the look of this tank. Particularly, I've, I mean, I've seen them very nicely painted in um, Imperial Fist colours and stuff. Um, so there are some quite nice versions. But out of the three variants of the Fellblade, I think this is you know the most unpleasing to the eye. Um, D weapons again, people they're one of these weapons. They're a bit like a Venator tank. You know, you look at them on on paper, you think, wow, strength ten, two shots, strength ten. Um, you know ordnance it's going to murder everything that comes into it and when you get it on the table and throw the dice you get a one and a two to hit yeah. the same happens so many times with d weapons either they scatter off although this one is twin linked or you're, you're rolling twos and threes all of the time yeah. and what you really want is the sixes so <clears throat> you're, only, you're, going to get, you're going to get six shots with this through a game generally speaking so you know you're going to have to do some fair damage with six shots yeah that's all it can do. i think it's, it has the side does it have the side it has cannons as well? Yes, I believe it does. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it and 12 will, hot points. It will make mincemeat of, um, of, of inventory, but it's not what you want it to go up against. I think if you're given the choice, I think that the, the glaive is a, is a better all rounder. And then the, going further back, the fell blade itself is probably the most versatile of these. Whereas I think the falchion, like you say, is a, would be a good tank to have against a big Titan, for example because your chances of missing it are much less. Um, but you're still hoping for those sixes. And uh, when you don't get them for a whole game, it gets very depressing. Oh, indeed. Definitely. Okay, so uh, what's next on the list? It's a Stormblade. You've got one of these, Graham, haven't you? I have. Nasty I have. old tank. It's got a plasma blast gun, <laughs> which you normally see on Titans, which yes. fires a 10-inch blast, which basically kills everything it hits. Well, I wouldn't go quite that far. I mean, it doesn't ignore cover. <laughs> no, for no, the start, that's true. And obviously, 
but yeah, you, you are going to get a vulnerable save. But yes, it's yeah. it's got a big blast template. So seven inch. Now this is uh, actually a ten inch. So the, the big big blast template. Mm-hmm. Uh, strength ten AP two. Yeah, and a one shot primary weapon. So you reroll armor pens. Yep. Um, it's a great gun. And and you can add on two pairs of las cannons and twin linked heavy bolters yep. as well. Yeah, and the second fire mean. mode, which is also really good, is um, you get two shots, seven inch blasts, um, strength, um, eight AP two, so a really effective anti infantry, um, shot as well. Probably one of the most effective there. So, yeah, I have one of these. I think they're great. Um, personally, given the points uh-huh. value, and the effectiveness of this tank and that it doesn't have it doesn't come with the um eye rolling of the glaive or the typhon this is this would be my super heavy of choice if i was you know gonna play it <clears throat> and speaking of typhon this is we'll, we'll talk about the typhon now so it's a tank yes. designed by perturabo which basically is a massive vindicator well more yeah, like big brother on steroids really um yeah big brother on steroids um, it's yes. armed with a dread hammer siege cannon, but can only fire 24 inches if it moves or 48 inches if it stays still. But that said, it's a super heavy, so it can move 12 inches. So effective range of yep. 36 inches. Um, the cannon is strength 10 AP one ordnance, one seven inch blast with no cover saves allow- allowed. Boom. And it can also take two las cannons. Is it ordinance yes. one or is it primary weapon one? It's ultimately the same, um, the same effect, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's primary oh, weapon, no. can you re-roll? So is it two dice bit the highest? I can never remember. Uh, oh, I have to look up now. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, it also gets a plus one on the Thunder Blitz table, which means yes. there's no risk of no effect and effect essentially makes it ram at strength 10. So it's a devastating attack. It's a devastating tank. I've this is the one that. It- we see the most of, isn't it? I have one really? as well. It's such a, such, a good, <laughs> such a good tank. Yeah, I did. Um, I, did I did a swap with Scottish Graham to get one of these. So, uh, um, I'm not sure what I'll do with it. I, w- I, I probably will put it with the Ultramarines, but um, yeah. Um, I think this is a really good tank. I mean, it, it's too good. If I'm honest with you, <clears throat> it, it, it's already had a points boost um, up from previous editions. Um, the, the problem with it is, it's, like I say, it's too good. Uh, 48 inches is a fair range. That blast template is massive. Um, strength 10, so anything that's you know hasn't got Eternal Warrior is going to die. Uh, AP 1, so if it does hit a vehicle, it's blowing it up. If it gets a penetrating hit on fives, and you get no cover saves at all, uh, which, you know, hugely depressing the worst thing that can happen is that you know you've got your army on the back line or whatever and this thing shoots at it and it just you just take an armfuls of figures off if you if you position them incorrectly and my advice for a counter for this is you have to spread your units out you absolutely have to or you're going to get murdered and all the other alternative is that you want to get away from it and try and force it to move somehow Mm -hmm. so it better for so you 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 halve its range basically or you hope you go first and just shoot it off the board you have to do something. You can't. This is a tank that you cannot ignore. It will no. wreck your day. And it's um, very cheap for a super heavy as well. It is. It's yeah. armor fourteen all round. So even you know, even close combat. If you had a, a 
going against a squad of power fists, for example, they still need sixes just to get a glance on it because the rear arm is 14 as well. And like you say, the Thunder Blitz plus one, that's a really good tactic. Um, there's some confusion, and I must admit, I've, I've gone one way and the other on this, which is uh, if you do a Thunder Blitz move or a RAM move in the in your movement phase, can you then fire the cannon afterwards? Um, and I've, I've looked at the rules, and I can't remember what I, what I signed for. I think the last time it came down was the fact that you can do that. So basically, you can Thunder Blitz somebody or something yeah. and then fire the gun afterwards. It's worth having a look at. I believe you can, but someone who knows the rules might better than me might turn. Yeah. So yeah. it's the problem is, it, like I said, it's too good a tank. And if you turn up uh, the way in my kind of show notes for this particular one, what I said here is that if you want to lose friends, get a Typhon um, and just get a Typhon. If you want to be genuinely hated in your local gaming community, <laughs> get two of them. Um, because I think. Can you take two of these in a panoply of war? Because there's six whole points. Well, you, yes. well, you could take the... Um, or that, yeah. that other... That other um, yeah, war detachment. Yeah. Or you take the onslaught um, yeah. or foresaw. Yes. And then you get two super heavy choices and 800 points for the... Well, well 790 points is going to be where it is for yeah. the two. Yeah. They're going to fit comfortably into any sort of... Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, sort of 25%. Do not do this at home, kids. <laughs> <laughs> the, the you good will lose friends. This is a friend shredder. The good it's thing about is. it is, it's that it only has, um, it, it only has um, two. Uh, sorry, six hull points. Six hull points. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That is true. Um, it's a small. It's a small. Um, you know, if you can go turn one and you can get some shots on it with something like Iron Havocs or something with Tank Hunter, you know, you've got a good chance. But. Um, Anything else, you have to deal with this. It's just such a pain. So, yeah, it's a good way to lose friends, I think, is the best way to describe that thing. Now, I have one, and I used to play it. Uh, even I, I would actually, I even, this is how bad it is, okay? I stopped playing it against Mechanicum. So, just to give you now. <laughs> well, that's, that's your own fault. That's your own stupidity. Yeah. It is. Well, uh, because. As I said, I've got one, but I'm not sure what I will be doing with it. Probably for the Ultramarines. I'm going to use it mine, and I've, I've, I've stripped it, and I'm, I'm starting to paint it, but I'm going to use it with my World Eaters, if anybody, because my World Eaters aren't a strong army, so I don't think it would be too bad. It would be one thing. Yeah, the rest, of the, the rest of the army isn't as... Yeah. Isn't well, as it's, uh, it's, a, it's one range thing when you've got your various salt-heavy armies, isn't it? I mean... Exactly. Yeah, so, you know, but it is, you know, is it a great um, super heavy choice? Yes, if you want to be competitive, it is. Um, with Whether you would want to do it for friendly games, I would advise caution from my own personal experience. Well, I, I've been on the, the receiving end of yours, Graham, and it, uh, you know, it's not pleasant. But then again, that's, that's what they all say. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, more inv- I'm more about having the game rather than you know winning so it's never been I know what you mean. Yes. so that's why i stopped playing it but anyway like i said it's a great tank it's got oh, everything going for it um but just use with caution okay so then we've we'll got see it in, so we see them everywhere so yeah yep then we've got its variant the cerberus chris you've got one of these hmm. haven't you i i do i have i've i've used it once yep it's basically it was a, it's impulse a, purchase and a half yeah it's yeah. got a twin-linked neutron laser battery, which is a 72-inch range, strength 10, AP1 primary weapon that fires D3 time, times, 
And yeah. like the Venator, it causes snapshots and a penetrating shot. Uh, sorry, penetrating hits, not shots, including other super heavies. So it's one of the only two ways you can get super heavies to do snap shooting. But if it fails its penetration roll, there's a one in six chance it loses a whole point. Uh, also yes. comes with a flare shield to protect its front, which means it's a real pain to kill. So yeah, because it armor fifteen at the front and yeah, I've I've never seen one in in the flesh. <laughs> I'll I'll bring it to London so you can admire it from a. <laughs> um, it's it's a cool. I like the look of it. I can't remember. I don't remember why I bought it. I think I just wanted something that was big and an alternative to the Typhon, and I didn't want to go for one of the the blade options, as it were. Yeah. Um, I've, I've only ever used it once, so I can't really rave about how successful or unsuccessful it was for me. Um, I, I, I there was a it, on the thirty k channel of the game I had. The guy had one of these. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to worry. I don't know how massively ineffective these things are. But you know what? Actually, if it gets going, it it, it can go through vehicles because it's the AP1 again, and that was the key. Um, yeah. It's got a long range, 72 inches. The only thing is, it's this weird feedback thing that you can lose a hole point when you fire it if it doesn't do a penetrating hit, which none of the other Venator-style tanks have. Um, so it's a bit of a, well, it's a bit of a, you know, it's a double-edged sword, especially when it's only got six hole points as well. Yeah, and plus the D3 shots rather than, you know, you can end up with, you know, well, it's one shot or three shots, isn't it? But most of the time it's probably going to be one if you're rolling like I do. Yeah. Um, You know, I think that if you were going to wanted some serious anti-tank and you had the slots, you'd be better off getting two better tanks. Yeah, but then again, there's so much same kind of weapon profile. There's so much in the heavy support choice that that if you want to shut down someone super heavy with a with 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 the the the, the neutron laser, maybe this is better because it frees up your heavy support slot. So yeah, that's a good point. It depends what you got. I mean, if you're an Iron Warriors player who has an extra heavy support slot, then maybe not so much of an issue. But yeah, yeah, and yeah, it is. I I mean, I don't. I think it looks a bit weird. Chris likes it. It's a bit of a Marmite tank for me. I, I like the look of it, but it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. So now we'll move on to the most iconic of all Lord of War choices, the Thunderhawk. Okay. So I remember when they sold these as metal. Yes. <laughs> yes, they did. And you couldn't use it in the game. You just had to put, you just had to say it's flying over this section of the board and it's hitting this bit and this bit and this bit because you couldn't, you know, put it on the board. It was so heavy. Wow. Um, and it's had a new model, which is much. They came better. with like a, in a, in a wooden case. Didn't yeah, they? it came with a wooden case. I've seen, I've seen a couple of them in the flesh. Um, and good lord, I would not want to have built one of them. So much pinning would be needed. I think you have yeah. to solder, solder them together in places, don't you? You have to actually melt the lead and solder the thing together, which just sounds like a Probably be a good idea. Work. Anyway, there's a, they just brought out a new, well, I say just last year, brought out a new version, which is a really incredible model. I mean, I've st- I saw my first one in the wild um, at Company of Legends with Pete Reese, and he brought his uh, yeah. Thousand Someone, and it's I was going to say, is that one, was that one of the new ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of the new ones. Fantastic. So... It's armed with a Thunderhawk cannon, which is a strength 8 AP free primary weapon with a massive blast. And you can replace that with a turbo laser destructor, which is the same one used by Titans. 
which is strength nice. D AP2 primary weapon large blast. So yeah. um, also got four Sponson mounted twin linked heavy bolters, two LAS cannons, and six Hellstrike missiles, which you can replace with heavy bomb clusters. And you can also upgrade its rear armor from 10, which is quite weak for a Lord of War, really, yeah. uh, to 12, and give it things like a flare shield, chaff launcher, etc. So wow. it can transport 30 models and can carry bikes and jump infantry as well. Bikes, how cool is that? Yeah. I'd love but, to see that. But a bike shot at the back of one of these. <laughs> yeah. uh, it can also transport dreadnoughts, but only the Cassifarium ones, not contemptors. And That's they the box dreadnought, yeah? Yeah, box dreads. So limited use but yeah i mean that gun the, the, that sounds great on the top of it which is this um strength this d weapon again you've got to line that shot up haven't you yes it's not a which is difficult with a with a flyer because it's got limited maneuverability and it's a massive model as well yeah you've so, got to build your own flying base for it sorry mate you've got to build your own flying base for it and that comes oh, with God, its own yeah, so absolutely mental so yeah i'm not sure in terms of a a game from a gaming point of view and purely from a gaming point of view it's probably massively ineffective looks fantastic though um and i've come across one i've actually fought against one at the uh, element games event and it was pretty useful but um would i would i buy one is the question no just transporting the thing around would be would be hell on earth yeah that's exact same issue that i have um transporting it um it's not it's not easy to do so. You definitely need your own car. Um, and it's, it, you know, it's, it's going to be a pain to get anywhere, but you know yeah. what? It's a really nice model. I'd love one one day, yeah. but, um, a, I wouldn't feel confident having to drill into it to put a, you know, a, a, a critic rod for a flying stand. You know, it, yeah. it's a very expensive model to do that with. Oh, it gotcha. Um, yeah. It does look great, though. It really does look good. And it is very iconic. It's, it's an yeah. iconic figure, isn't it? So moving on to what many people consider the joke of the category, the Thunderhawk Transporter. Yeah. Well, not even available at the minute. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen one in the wild. Neither have I. I think it's... it's I mean, you want to deep strike your Land Raider with rust in it? And yeah. um, what can it carry though? It, it can, can carry, carry Rhino or Land Raider chassis vehicles, which means I, I I was speaking to someone on Facebook about this category and you know what 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 would they like to see covered? And someone said, you know what, the Thunderhawk transporter, just put two Vindicators in there and drop them behind enemy lines. Yeah, yeah, which would be like a bit okay. Yeah, deep striking Vindicators. Yeah, I'm not convinced. I mean, it's 400 points, isn't it? Base. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you've got to buy this stuff. That's, to all it, that's all it kind of can do, isn't it? Yeah, it just picks yeah. stuff up, drops it away. I mean, in theory, someone has suggested that you know, there's nothing in the rules saying you can't pick up someone else's vehicles. That's <laughs> that's a bit much. Yeah, there is. Yeah. You can't be within one inch of a number of somebody else's model, can you? No, I think I, th- I think you can't do that. But some people are convinced <laughs> you can. Not that I would try it. I, I wouldn't even take the model. It's it's just not. Unless you're playing a huge game with lots of Lords of War on a massive table like they have at Warhammer World. You know, like a whole yeah. row. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the type of table where an Earthshaker cannon sort of runs out of room. It would look cool, and it is a, it is a cool looking thing, particularly if you modelled it with you know some vehicles underneath it. Yeah, but, but would I? I mean, you could them? magnetise them, couldn't you? 
Yeah. You could. You could magnetize all of your rhinos. I'm never going to, I'm never even going to consider buying rhinos. <laughs> no, not a chance. Even if they bring it back out, I would never even. Okay. It, it, no, I think it's got all the nopes for it's, me. It's, it's, it's all the nopes. In, all a, the in a general crap. game, I don't see any point to it. Okay. Um, okay. So then on to the Stormbird, which is really expensive, both in cash terms and points. Looks good, though. I mean, it's really impractical to actually use in-game. Again, unless you've got a board that would be an issue for, say, basilisks. You know, you know, like one of the long tables at Warhammer World. If you if you got a bunch of them all together, just have one game, so that you know the type of room that a basilisk would run out of room to hit stuff at yeah. the other end. But I mean, it's massive. I mean, it's. Do they still do the landing pad for it? Yes, they still do the landing yeah, pad. Yeah, for yeah. It. it basically takes up a whole realm of battleboard tile. Yeah, I mean, wow. it's fourteen, thirteen, twelve, twelve hole points. Armed with five turreted twin link glass cannons, six dread strike missiles, which are strength ten, AP one ordnance small blasts. Oh, you, have you got your um, you got your microphone by uh, some cloth there, Chris? Sorry. Yep. <laughs> okay, so yeah, which you can replace with a single use apocalyptic barrage, um, that hits three D six times. And it can also buy an orbital strike, which is strength D, AP1, massive blast, indirect fire only, which can be used multiple times. Wow. That um, apocalyptic barrage is the one where you've got the kind of moving barrage thing, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. 3D six times. <laughs> Horrible. And it's yeah. got two void shields, um, which become a 12-inch bubble if you're in hover mode. So, you know, you hover it, and then you've given everything you put on the ground there in your void shield. Um, it's got a transport capacity of 50 and can carry just about everything, including dreadnoughts, fully loaded rhinos, which take up 10 and 25 slots respectively. Um, but yeah, it's a lovely model, but honestly, completely impractical. Yeah. It's one of those things, isn't it? You just, <coughs> there's about six people on earth that have bought it and that's made the kit viable for Forge World and, They've had to make some rules up to go with it at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's. I personally think it's. I personally think it's too big to. I think it's too big to be practical to use in a game. I mean, we know, as we said, Pete Rees with his Thunderhawk, he's got a Stormbird. He's used it in game, and there's an excellent picture of him of it, you know, about to ram a uh, a Warlord Titan. But that's Northwest, you know. They 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 go big there. But yeah, no. Um, Stormbird. It's, it's a, I mean, I think it's it's, you know, it's it's got some practical rules. To be fair, you know, this is a model that you would drive on and land, and then it would be you know be doing its indirect fire, which I quite I think is quite a cool idea. Um, while everything else kind of drove out of it, but you know, there's probably more effective ways of getting you know fifty models onto the table. To be truthful. Um, but I think it's one of those rule of cool things. It just looks great. And I think it looks better than the Thunderhawk, if I'm honest. Oh, definitely. But again, I don't want to drill in to the bottom of it to uh, put a flying yeah. stand on there. And I wouldn't want to put it on a table flying because it would just, I'd be worried it's going to fall over. I think, yeah. you know, if I had the money to spend on it, I'd be getting 
something else. I don't. I want to because I think it's how many, it's up there how many the... human pounds is it? That's the thing. Oh, the Stormbird. Oh, it's 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 pricey. <laughs> uh, I'm just I've just opened up the I've just I've got the window seven hundred and seventy five pounds. Goodness. Okay, man. so it's oh, yeah. They still have the tile that's, available. That's three. That's three Orions. They still have the tile mm. available, but they don't have the bundle with the tile and the ship anymore. Oh, they've got the bundle. That's with a the, disappointment. They've got the bundle with the tile and the Thunderhawk, just not the um the Stormbird. I just wonder whether you know for that kind of money. I mean, I don't know how much a Reaver is, but that would probably be a better, you know, better better investment potentially. But anyway, a Reaver's four hundred eighty for the body, four eighty for the body, and then the plus weapons. toys. The weapons yeah. aren't that much more expensive. I think they're about sixty quid per weapon. Got it. Um, so so yeah. yeah, or even two Warhounds. Yeah, that would also work. Very yeah. true. Cool. Or so a warhound of hundred knights. <laughs> or yeah. by a warlord. If you're spending seven seventy five quid on a super heavy, you might as well go, you know. Yeah, if you're gonna go. if you're gonna spend that much, go for a warlord. Go for a warlord. Okay. Okay. You might use it. So then we've got the la- the last World of War for the for the um Legion of Societies, which is the Mastodon. Now is- you've got one of these. I do have yes. one of these for my word bearers. It's a massive yes, transport. It can it take 40 models in it. It can carry Castafarium or Contemptor Dreadnought, which take the space of 10 models. Now, I've seen this used on a game on YouTube, and I think it was the 30k channel, and it was a word World Eaters one, and bursting out of it were a close combat Dreadnought, 20 Tactical Marines, and 5 Red Butchers. Nice. And that's nice combo. Brutal. Now... It's got a Siege Melter Array, which is a really powerful melter gun, but it's only got a 12-inch range. Um, it's Strength 9 AP1 Melter with four, four small blast templates, but again, 12-inch range. Not not fantastic. Um, it's got a Sky Reaper battery, which is a 48-inch range Strength 7 AP4 Heavy 5 weapon, which has Sky Firing Interceptor, as well as being twin-linked. So, you know, you've got your anti-air taken care of there, so you, so you don't need to worry about that if you've got one of these on the board. Um, it also has two Sponson-mounted LAS Cannon and Heavy Flamers, which allow them to fire Overwatch um, if the Mastodon is transporting a unit when it's charged. So they can be quite useful. Um, really, its purpose is to get your guys into enemy lines, which it does pretty well because it's got two voice shields. And if you destroy it, you roll a dice at D uh, at minus D2, and if the result is one or less, it stays on the table as a set of ruins. So it's it's an interesting vehicle. I've used it a couple of times. I've only been able to use it a couple of times, but you know, it 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 gets people where you want them to be. I'm surprised how it's only got 10 hull points. I just looked at the stats for it. I thought it would have more than that. I mean, it is still a tough nut to crack, don't get me wrong. But, but yeah, two two void shields. And it's 14 all round as well, actually, isn't it? So, it's, it's yeah. A, it's a t- it is a tough nut to crack. Armoured ceramite as well. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it, it, it's not a vehicle... For um, it's not really an offensive vehicle. It's it's very much a transport. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah. delivery mechanism, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, that world eaters, you know, bursting out and close combat dreadnought and tactical marines and red butchers. Yeah, that's really going to mess somebody's day up. But like you say, seven hundred points. So what's the minimum game size you can do? Uh three thousand. Twenty. Well, three thousand. Well, you can go a bit. You know, if you go for a funny number. 
you, you can get it in, but three thousand. Oh, yeah, like right, seven hundred points is a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have enough points to fill up. I personally think it's a little overcosted, um, yeah. but you know that's just me wanting to use it more. <laughs> I, I mean, six hundred points when you, would be reasonable, I think. Yeah, I mean, but it's a it's a great model. It's it's absolutely lovely, full of detail. I love painting it. Um, and it's uh, big. I mean, it's really big. I I didn't realize how big it was until I saw it on the table. Yeah, because I played it against uh, you. Yeah. Um, on your one, have you got that so you can view the inside still? Uh, you can open up the doors, but I but I found that it was best with the t- the top glued on. Yeah. Um, I know some people leave it so you can take the top off so you can see inside it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I did do a full paint job on the inside, and I really wish maybe I'd put in some LED battery, uh, not you know lights or something. Oh, there's no lights. No. Um, so you can actually see some of what I've done. Um, but okay. uh, I, I, I asked this purely as a man that's currently painting a thing that has got a lot of detail on the inside and doesn't really want to put the F in. <laughs> I think it's worth do you know, it. Do it you was enjoy- how many insides I've ever painted of a vehicle? I'll give you a clue. No, it's less than one. <laughs> no, I found it. Enjo- I found it an enjoyable paint job, it, it, and it's a lovely model. I, I definitely, I, I love it. I just wish I got to use it more. Yeah. But, uh, not- I think there's a difference, isn't it, between like say. A Mastodon, which is an expensive piece of kit in terms of physical money, um, you might want to put the extra effort in as opposed to, you know, just what I'm doing, which is a um, a rhino or something. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it, I mean, I've not done that much effort in the inside. It's all, you know, bolt gun, but you know, um, lead belcher, um, yeah. washed, washed black, dry brushed, and just, you know, done gem paints on the screens and uh, coloured paints on the buttons um you know you know brasses and uh golds on the pipes and stuff so it's not particularly you know fantastic but it looks all right it was interesting when this first came out um and people knew my predilection for tanks uh people said oh you've got to get one of these because it's a tank it's like yeah it's not a tank is it it hasn't got a turret for a start so <laughs> it's got a sky reaper it's got a sky reaper battery that's kind of a turret yeah but no it's a, it's a big it's a big spartan isn't it yeah, I mean, it, 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 people are terrified of it, and I don't know why because it's not that scary. Because it, you know, it's got to get into you know if you can, if you can beat it at range, and if yeah. you can beat a Spartan, which frankly you need to be able to beat a Spartan in this game, um, yeah. then you can beat them. You can beat the Mastodon. It just it just takes a bit of wearing down because you know it can only move twelve inches. Um, I mean, I suppose you know it, it's not gonna it, it it gonna take a couple of turns to get into you, so it's very killable. Yeah, I think we got a few whole points off it. I mean, it did it, it did what it needed to do, didn't it? It got your guys where they needed to be. Yeah, because I always put like fifteen terminators. Oh, I always put. Oh, like, is that it again? Yep, <laughs> he is. Uh, I always put like fifteen terminators in it. Yeah, which you know maybe not the most effective use of it, you know. But uh, and and they're always Tartarus terminators as well, so um, you know not cool. quite as as well protected as the Catabrachi. So, in it, summary, gents. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's a lot of. You know what my choice was? Mine was the Stormblade. What, what would you? What would you be if you were doing a a army? What would you be looking? Which out of all of those? What would be your go-to thing? 
So first of all, aspirational, in which case mine would probably be the Stormbird. But in terms of day-to-day, what are you going to get the most use out of? Which which one would you pick, do you think? Day-to-day, you it's hard to look past the Typhon. Okay. If I was starting a new army, or if I thought I wanted to add something to the Imperial Fists, I would probably add the Glaive, just because I think it's cool. Okay. So, Michael, you've got a number of these on here already. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realise quite how many I've got. I've got, I've got yeah. the Fellblade, the Glaive, and the Typhon and the Mastodon. So that's four. Yeah. Or three of them built. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I need to stop buying models. Four of them, yeah. Four, you've got four out of the... And then you got full house. So which yeah. one of those would you say was the most Depends on the viable region. from day to day? And, which, and if there's one that you haven't got that you would want, which is the aspirational model that you'd like? It depends on the Legion and the job I want it to do. Um, okay. If I was going to say the Legion I'm about to start, the Death Guard, I'd probably go with the Typhon. Because I, okay. I think that fits them. You know, they use... Because yep. I think the, the, the Death Guard are a very siege-orientated army in themselves. Okay. Um, if that makes any sense. But yeah, more of yep. a chemically weapon. So they will use the nasty stuff. Um, yes. But aspirationally... I know you're saying that the Stormbird, but I think I prefer the Thunderhawk. Okay, interesting. I think it's well, more. There we go. I think it's more iconic. I think when you think of the Stormbird, you think of a more sleeker um, ship, um, something yep. that looks, you know, more futuristic. Um, whereas the the Sokar pattern, the one that the one that, that that is available, is it looks like an a bigger Thunderhawk, and that's yeah, what that's I don't a, like that's about a fair it. Point. Gotcha. That's what I don't like about it. So if I'm going to go for something that looks like a Thunderhawk, I want a Thunderhawk. Plus, I'm there more it, likely to use a Thunderhawk in game. Thunderhawk has got it's got history on its side, hasn't it? It's a, yeah. an iconic um, vehicle that's, that's that runs throughout the whole of the sort of forty um, k, thirty k universe. So yes, yeah, definitely. Okay, there we go. Okay, Very cool. So shall we move on and have a look at what lists we're taking to the London Heresy? Let's yeah, sorry. 